Welcome back to Joana Mila. Wolf I DIY short form Sacramento Kings podcast. We're back episode 135 from Ridgewood, Queens. I'm your producer, Mike Carterelli. And from Bushwick, Brooklyn, it's your host, talent evaluator, Dave Mushetz. Dave, you're you're fully back now. Yeah. What's up, JDB Nation? Uh, Mike, uh, I'm back. It feels feels great. I'm excited. Yeah, auspicious. New chapter. I'm sad for all our NorCal update listeners. I, you'll have more. You'll be back for holidays and stuff. Yeah. I, you know, in like, you know, 2019 and 2020, I still found a way to go I go back a few times a year. So uh, I, just stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, got, got a couple jobs, got an apartment. I would, was just back for a week. I have to say my goodbyes. Meet my mom's new dog. What's the dog's name? The dog's name is Roxy, and it's, ooh, I forget the breed name. It's like Lapsang or something. I cannot remember. Apso? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, tiny little uh, Ewok-looking dog uh, with terrible breath, but it is so cute. It's just glued to my mom, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, we're almost here. Season starts on Wednesday. Let's recap the preseason real quick. Kings went one and four. Uh, they lost to Toronto and Vancouver. They lost the Lakers. <clears throat> they had uh, two games against Golden State, both close. I think one was in overtime. Kings lost both, but then they beat Utah on Thursday. You know, not like last year where they went undefeated. But anything jump out at you? Kind of wish we went winless. I don't know. So there's something about five. Yeah, yeah. something about zero for five. It's just like, all right, let's. I want more doubters again, almost. But um. What jumped out at me? The fact that Sasha Vezinkov only got 16.8 minutes a game. I was like, let's just get him acclimated as much as possible. Let's yeah. like throw him out there for 25 minutes, like on average. Like, let's let him just jack. Just get him there. I saw something where Mike Brown was saying, oh, and we're not sure if he's going to be in the rotation at first. It's like, just keep playing him. Yeah. Like, like but- don't cares. work his way in slowly. He's Euroleague MVP. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this, and he's like, you know, 27. He's like 28 yeah. at his peak. Whatever. So he only got like unlimited minutes. You know, shot 27% from three, which I didn't love. Shot two, shot well in two games. He's got a cool shooting stroke. I feel like yeah. kids are going to, lightning kids are going to copy that. He drops his hands really fast. And he's a lefty. Love that. Love, we love that. Um, Fox is still good. You know, like he had a couple really good games, sat out a couple games. He's only 25 years old, which is crazy to me. It's like, like wow. He feels like he's been in the league for like 10 years. Years, years of seasons away from his prime. Yeah. Which is exciting. Colby Jones looked great. Yeah. The rookie, the second rounder, the the higher up second rounder. Um, yeah. yeah. He he might play. I'm looking at like the Mitchell minutes. Like, what? what uh, that was my lens. Yeah. Lens is like backcourt. What's Mitchell doing? What's Duarte doing? Yeah. What's Jones doing? Jones, crazy effort plays, active hands. He's now listed at 6'6. Great in the pick and roll. Kept the defender on his back. His flow game was strong as hell. His catch and shoot game was wild. He went off against the Jazz. I'm really excited. With that handle, it seems like his IQ's there. I'm very excited. Mitchell, Mitchell was solid, but if Mitchell was 6'6", it'd be guaranteed. Yeah. But Jones, tall. Kobe Jones is tall and long. It's like if yeah. Mitchell had long arms for six feet, Yeah, too, it's like Mitchell's not getting a ton. 
didn't get a ton of steals. You know, but Colby Jones like got like probably averaged two steals a game in the preseason, and like he's diving on the floor. Duarte outside the Raptors game uh, shot really well. Um, you know, played great defense. Yeah, passed well. And Davion was like you know solid, but it, like you know you've been in the league for a few years now. It's like I want Davion to look better playing against backups. Like I, I don't know. But I'm really excited about Colby Jones, ultimately. Monty might have nailed the draft again. I don't know how he yeah. fell to 34 or wherever he was taking. Gems, though. It's diamonds in the rough. But that's what I was looking at. But, and it's a pre- everyone's playing not to get hurt. It's take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. What does matter is our season-long predictions. Let's get into it. Okay, regular season wins over under on FanDuel right now is... 44.5, so lower than what they had last year, which was 48. Kings are favored to make the playoffs, though. Been hearing a lot about how they're going to regress, and last year was, like, as good as it could go. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What is the Kings' record going to be this year, and what will their seed in the West be? Uh, let's see. Okay, is going to be better. Lakers going to be better. Warriors. Warriors going to be worse. Clippers. Who's going to play? I mean, Kawhi tore another thing, <laughs> tore his knee again in the playoffs. Like, what do they think is going to have the Vegas projection to get for them to get like another superstars? Like, Harden, Harden's going to go there. Anyway, I think, I think, um, I think we're going to get 48 wins again. I think it's going to be the same. I think but that I feel like if you win 48 this year, it's better. Because last year was so weird in the West, that would actually be an improvement. I mean, the West is going to be cl- close again. It's going to yeah. be very cluttered. Everything's going to be like I think one through eight is going to be like a five game difference. So, yeah, what's are eight? the West? If they, if they get forty eight, what's yeah. the seed outside of Denver? Oh, let's see, four. They were four. three. We're going to lose a tiebreaker. Okay, we're going to be tied for third. We're going to lose a tiebreaker or something. I've been very annoyed by every article I've been reading about preseason predictions just keep saying Kings had incredible injury luck last year and they can't keep it up. They were the healthiest team, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, first of all, Sabonis broke his thumb and <laughs> the, whole the whole season with a broken thumb. And second of all, De'Aaron Fox broke a finger in the playoff series and played through it. So yeah. the fact that the Kings played through injuries is like not accounted for at all. And all these other teams that had bad injury luck, a lot of it is fake. It's just guys that aren't playing or they're getting veteran rest or it's like load management stuff. And the Kings didn't do that last year. And they're also young and um, in their prime. So, like, I just don't buy that as like, oh, yeah, they they got so lucky with injuries. I, I don't think it's true. They just didn't do what the other teams do and just like have guys like Ben Simmons just not play for no reason or <laughs> Kawhi or whatever. Hey, this going to be a lot of like, the Warriors got even more load management. Like, mm-hmm. they got older. Yeah, Warriors got a lot older. It's like, they're going to be asking Kaminga to do a lot. It's like, and yeah, Kaminga got to shoot 17 free throws in a preseason game that he shot, like, terribly in. And, like, the Lakers got unlucky by having the most injured big man in yep. the last decade and at the, like a 38 yeah right nine year old that's thing. more repeatable to me yeah than the than the kings yeah, also injuries. the Suns, like yeah booker's right. not the right. healthiest guy yeah durant they and 
Beal. Beal's not exactly an Iron Man. Nuggets are going to win the West again. Barring total calamity, they, and probably the NBA championship. I put them as the favorite. I, I will predict, even though we'll get like maybe we'll predicting one, one less win and a worse seed, we will win a round of the playoffs this year. I have, I have full confidence in that. Let's actually go to the season long bets um, in a segment. Last year, of course, we bet on the Kings to win the division. I think we got it at like two, 250 to one. But at, at one point, it was up to 500. Because remember, they started 0 and 4. Yeah. It was like up to 500 to one to win the division. They don't, they, the Kings have changed division bets forever. There's no bet that high anymore. I think Vegas got crushed on that last year. So the worst odds right now are Detroit to win their division at 250 to one. Everyone else has uh, better odds than that. So now the Kings, I mean, it's a different story. They're 6.5 to one to win the division. 16 to 1 to win the number one seed, 29 to 1 to win the conference, and 50 to 1 to win the NBA championship. The one I like the most is the in season tournament because I feel like Mike Brown is, you know, never going to take his foot off the gas with this team. And so I think they're going to try a lot harder than the other teams, especially in their group. And uh, they're actually favored to win their group. So I think 17 to 1, that's a bet I'm going to make right after this. Anything else you like there? Pacific Division. I think for the same reason that you're doing the in-season tournament. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. They're just going to try. try. Yeah, they're going to Sorry, gonna... we try. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Kings Sorry. try to play as we game. knock on us that yeah. we're, we actually try. Sorry to all the fans. They get to see all the players they want to watch. Yeah. I get... Right, right. So that's like... Yeah, the Kings actually try to win every game they play, and yeah. so that should help. That's what happens when you sell out every home game, yeah. even when you suck. It's like, that's like, sorry, like, I feel bad for the Phoenix fans. They're going to be like, oh, well, I got to see none of my favorite players again today. All right, I'll do the in-season tournament. I might do the conference, too, just for fun. Just for shits. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a good value bet. And then... You're, you'll do the division. I mean, now that you're not in California anymore, you can do legal sports. No, I've, I've downloaded the FanDuel sports app. We're going to give it a whirl. I'm going I'm to delve delve deep. I'm going to be a degenerate gambler. Welcome. Yeah, me and me. Tennis is going to mean a lot more than me. <laughs> yeah. like if I, I don't even know if they have tennis, but maybe they do. All right, so that's our predictions. Let's go to final thoughts. I'm still riding high. After the uh, Washington-Oregon game, Washington's thrilling last oh, last minute, last two minutes win over Oregon. And then I got super excited because Jalen Noel was somehow unsigned from the T-Wolves, and the Kings picked him up late in uh, training camp. And I was thinking, wow, we're going to get a, a Washington guy on the Kings. This is great. And he got caught yesterday, so kind of wrecking my final thought. But I did do some research about other Washington guys that have played for the Kings. John Brockman, I don't remember him. Spencer Hawes, former lottery pick. His dad played in the NBA. Like he was, a, he was a big deal. And then of course Better for the Sixers. Yeah, and Isaiah Thomas, it three king of the four, more famous <laughs> as a Celtic. Obviously, he was like incredible for us in the early Brad Stevens yeah, era. Twenty. 20, uh, ten he had 28 oh maybe but he i know he averaged like 20 over 28 points a game for the celtics that year that oh yeah, yeah like that's incredible for a guy who was like 510 or whatever 
So anyway, there's some good history there with Washington. You know, there's a lot of purple synergy there. The thing that I didn't realize, so Basketball Reference has like lists of all this stuff and the monarchs are on there too. Also three UW monarchs, Juliana Mendiola, Lori Savasta. Okay, I don't don't remember either of them, but the third one really jumps out. Rhonda Bancaro. Paulo Bancaro's mom played for the Monarchs. I, I don't know how this didn't come up when he or how we didn't hear about this when he was drafted. I just knew his mom played. She played like, I think, nine games or something for the Monarchs. But the Monarchs just keep coming up. So Pamela McGee, uh, JaVale's yeah, mom, mom, and yeah. uh, Paulo Bancaro's mom. We might be able to do a starting five of like Monarchs children here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Vivek, if you're listening, bring back the Monarchs. And maybe they'll yeah, that'll bring you know Paulo Boncaro on a free agent deal. He's got that connection to Sacramento now. Um, and JDV is a DIY project. If you want a new JDV sticker, give us five stars, and I'll send you one. So, my final thought: I got I got a bit of a social media roundup too. I got a couple. I mean, congratulations, dear Fox's child is walking at eight and a half months, which mm-hmm. is very early. Saw that like right before we recorded, like this morning. I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool." Future monarch or uh, king? <laughs> king, future king. And Vivek is on social media now. Vivek is on Instagram, wow. posting. I wonder why now. I don't know, but it's kind of beautiful. He's learning the medium. Is he doing the shaka? Oh, he did an iconic shaka. He's done. He's done a couple shakas, but. In a, in a picture with Jimmer Fredette. It's him giving that Is this the a shotgun. recent Jimmer yeah, yeah, yeah. photo? Yeah, recent. Uh, there was like a three-on-three. Three. Oh, right. The big three tournament. I don't know if it was big three. I can't, I can't remember. Okay. But I was like, this needs to put this in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Put that. <laughs> I think Vivek Shaka with Doncic should be in the Hall of Fame. I would God, we need to we need it's like there should be a social media wing of the Hall of Fame and that would be in there. Yeah. And picture. We need and we have a fun shaka. We, yeah. We tracked it down. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So my final thought is another recipe. Oh right. The recipe the yeah. cookbook. From the from the King's cookbook from uh Gary St. Jean, straight out of his personal library that I got to mine. A few weeks ago, we're gonna go. It's 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 a little cold right now. Uh, we, you know, falls upon us. It's been raining a lot in New York, so I'm going with the turnover proof corn chowder recipe from at the time the director of player personnel Jerry Reynolds. Wow, Jerry, uh, French Lake's own, <laughs> one of the greatest. You know, corn chowder makes sense. Corn is very Indiana. Thing. One of the best in-game jokesters. One of the most, one of the funniest guys ever to you know call a game. Talking get three slices of cubed bacon, two hot dogs sliced. Hot dogs. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Half a cup of onions chopped, two medium potatoes peeled and diced, one small can of corn. Wow, can of corn. Okay. That's huge. Drained. One teaspoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of pepper, cup of water, cup of uh, canned condensed milk. Wow. Fry the bacon in a large skillet until crisp. Add hot dogs and brown slightly. Add onion, corn, potatoes, salt, pepper, water. Bring to a boil, then uh, cover and reduce to low heat until potatoes are tender. 
approximately 10 minutes. Then add the milk and heat to serve, but do not boil. Wow. And for special flavor corn, bacon and hot dogs should be from French Lick, Indiana. Two exclamation points. Really? You had to import it. I called it. Yeah. It's as Indian as it gets. So. Amazing. You know, you buried the lead. This is not corn chowder. This is hot dog. It's, it's, it's turnover proof. Because that's that's what I want for the season, is to be turnover proof. you got to limit turnovers, uh, thanks to Jerry. And, like, everyone says a secret ingredient is And for me, the secret ingredient is the vibrations imbued upon the meal with little 8-bit remix Lithuanian free jazz. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.